your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. Breaks in a bus, breaks on a car, breaks to make you a superstar. Breaks to win and breaks to lose, but these here breaks rock your shoes. And these are the boys. Break it up, break it up, break it up. What is good, everybody? This is your boy Mark B with the breaks on JQLM Radio on this June 17th, year of our Lord 2020. I don't know if anybody says year of our Lord anymore, but that's sounds like something that uh, that you know old radio guys used to say. So I felt like doing something fancy today. Fancy today because I have a guest coming on today to talk about some things. Listen. In this um, in this climate that we're in, you know, what I'm saying, with everything going on, with uh, social distancing, with uh, the lack of social distancing, because listen, some stuff is a little bit more important, prioritized. Like if you're in the middle of the ocean and you have sharks around you, um, your first thing is to deal with the sharks then deal with being in the middle of the ocean so obviously what we're out there protesting what we're out there talking about is more important than coronavirus to us right now obviously so um when we're talking about um we're talking about black lives when we're talking about the issues at hand, when we're talking about um, policing in the United States and how things are, we have to talk about history. We have to talk about where it came from, what it's what it's about. We have to realize what the institution is about first before we decide to dissect it and break it apart and figure out how to bring it together in a way that it works for everybody. We have to break down what it's about. Right. With that being said, we have to make sure that uh, that the new institution that we're wanting to bring about, the change that we're we're trying to implement, that it's that it's something that's going to be long lasting and work for everybody because the current system isn't working. Obviously, if people are willing to go out and risk coughing on one another and swip swapping sweat and stuff like that, if people are willing to do all that and catch coronavirus in order to say. Stop killing me for a busted tail light, or stop killing me for selling loose cigarettes, or stop killing me for um, a a high speed chase, or stop killing me for what could be a possible uh, counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Obviously, what we're what we're fighting against is a little bit more dire to black folks, at least, than coronavirus. So that being said, we we are in a fight. We're definitely in a fight right now. Um, and there's soldiers everywhere. We have people. Uh, I I posted a video. I talked about it last week. Posted a video about people. Uh, there's uh, somebody had redone the in-game battle scene where they had Captain America as the as Black America, and we finally started getting our help when. D.C. and Atlanta and Minneapolis came in the form of uh, T'Challa and uh, Jury. Um, and then you have uh, the LGBTQ community and you have uh, K-pop and all these different people. It was a beautiful thing to see. Well, that's what we're in the middle of right now. We're fighting a battle and we got some help. That 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 
feeling of not being alone and not having to do it by yourself is powerful. It's powerful. And we have we need soldiers everywhere. We need people speaking out. We need people uh doing doing the Lord's work, I call it, everywhere. One of the people that uh that I I believe is doing the Lord's work, uh, Mr. Oscar Sanders. He um man, listen, this 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 guy, he's a he's a award winning uh poet, author, and filmmaker. Uh, playwright, spoken word, performer. Uh, he He's won the 2019 Best Screenplay, uh, Pocono Mountains Film Festival, uh, the 2019 Best Empowerment Film uh, at Pocono Mountain Film Festival, the 2016 NYCHA Branch NAACP Just Real Award. Let's, I, I, could, I could talk about all the awards that uh, that this man has um, has collected and and the things that he's done, but I'd rather have him come on and tell you about himself and about his work. So, the good brother Oscar Sanders, how you doing, sir? Hey, Mark, how are you, man? It's a pleasure to be on your show. I appreciate you, man, and uh, you're doing the good or uh, the Lord's work as well. I appreciate that, man. Look, we we we're all out here trying to fight to survive, man. So. I will, I'd like for you to just tell the people um, where you're from and and what uh, what what are you about? Okay, yeah, my uh, my name is Oscar Sanders, as you said. I'm from the Bronx, uh, New York, and uh, I, I you know I had a usual common background growing up. I played sports. I was uh, involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, and that impacted my life, like social justice, very young. My mother would bring me to, you know, uh, Savior's Day and uh, different marches uh, for different people uh, and different initiatives, social justice initiatives in the, in the late 70s and the 80s as well. So that kind of primed me for where I, you know, wound up going and then... Uh, uh, what I'm trying, what I'm doing now is basically I'm trying. I bring uh, two plays, uh, social justice plays, to kids that are interactive, that educate them on everything that they're not getting in in uh, in the school system uh, right now, and they're all based on uh, a book, which is was released on February 21st, called "Exposing Politics: A Collection of Poetry," and it's a social justice spoken word book. And that book uh, culminates two plays called Exposing Politics, a Play of Acts, and Diplomacy, The Art of Listening Before You Speak. And I, when I do that, I perform them in 10 different characters. So the kids really like that because it, 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 it's very theatrical. And at the same time, it takes poetry to another level, which um, some people are finding astounding, and other people uh, that say well, it's almost like uh, when there was no... Uh, cell phone, and then suddenly you had them. You know, it was like mm. you know, it, 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 it's a different, it's a different way of looking at poetry because you're bringing it to people, kind of not so much uh, from an academic standpoint, yeah. but now it's very creative and it's theatrical. But it's to you know educate and give free, uh, high quality um, theater to young adults and kids. So my background from that is it came from basically doing films when I was 16 years old. I used to, I used to get a Bell and Owl, and I used to get the Super 8, those little packs, those oh. little film cartridges. Right. And we used to we used to get cabs, and this is what we were doing at 16, when other parents were bailing their kids out of out of precinct. Mm -hmm. You know, we were like making films. You know. Right. And then uh, I started to advance my equipment, and. Um, I started doing music videos, and, uh, and I was doing corporate videos, and then I would do some short films, and short films would morph into feature films that I would extend. Then last, the last uh, films I've been doing were basically jazz documentaries, because I have a jazz background as well. I had, uh, uh, my brother, uh, best friend, was a guy named Billy Bang, who's now no longer around, a phenomenal award-winning jazz viol black jazz violinist. So he was to babysit me, and I wound up playing for him. Went all, all over the world in the uh, 80s, you know, really see, seeing Europe at a time when they only saw black people in Europe. They were basically in the military. Wow. You know, we weren't just, you know, just out there, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you were in the military. I'm sorry. Military, or you were creative. Right. You were, you were a jazz musician. I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? 
and uh, yeah, so then I kept my, uh, I, I kept looking. I, I guess I'm I, I have some form of um, ADD because creatively I I, keep, I like to move on. Yeah, and so. I, I, I went from being a performer to being behind the scenes doing the writing and, and, and the directing and stuff like that. And then I said, no, I, 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 I want to go back in, in, front of the, uh, in front of the microphone. So mm-hmm. over the last five years, uh, that's what I've been doing. And uh, so I do that live. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have some projects where I'm trying to bring th- those, same, um, that's those same plays to kids, but ex- except at HBCU venues. Okay. Um, but I was having a hard time. I haven't been able to really connect in the right way. I've reached out to a few people uh, in HBCU, but they weren't helpful, you know. No. Uh, but that's not going to stop me from doing what I got to do. I want to take, I want to do it locally where I'm at in New York, but then, you know, and, and in schools, but I want to take it across the country because it's a great, it, it, the statistics show that creative people are some of the most employable people. Right. Because, you know, they, 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 they adhere to directions, they can create plans, they can think on their feet, you mm-hmm. know, they can improvise when things go wrong. I mean, there's a lot of times I had to, I had to create stuff when, when guitar strings broke, you right. know. Yeah. And, that, and that kind of thinking is very good in, in, in the work world. Because a lot of times, you know how things happen, you get a call and something's wrong and you have to fix it, or it happens while you're out there on the road or you're, you're, you're on the clock. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you have to fix it. You can't call Kinkos. Yeah, yeah, having you know? to having to um, having to think on the spot and having to uh, uh, improvise. Those are those are very powerful tools to have, even in in the workforce. Um, let Let me yeah. ask you this, because I I'm, I was born in Chicago. I was raised in okay. Gary, and but I've traveled to uh, New York and New Jersey before, and it's it's definitely. The, the things that kind of bind the, the two cities together, the reason why people talk about the, the two cities is because there's a, there's a vibe. There's like, it's, a, it's really a melting pot and you find so many different uh, outlets there that can foster the arts and foster somebody, somebody's creativity. Um, yes. what, what was it about um, growing up in, in in the Bronx in New York that that pushed you towards the arts. Um, I think like uh, I, I was seeing it at a very young age because, like I said, through my brother being a percussionist and a jazz, and then Billy Bang, that I was I was hanging around a lot of musicians, mm-hmm. you know. So at an early age, where people was like waking up with like Justin Bieber or Janet Jackson or somebody like that, I was mm-hmm. I, I was listening to Lester Young, right? You know, I was I was I was listening to Thelonious Monk. Because that's what they had on, you right. know. So you know, I knew everything. I mean, there was no jazz appreciation course I couldn't, pass, you know, I couldn't pass, <laughs> right. you know. Because yeah, I was I was listening to that stuff at a young age, and still does, still do. You know, where yeah. I I lose uh, communication with jazz is basically in, 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 from acid jazz on. Right. You know, I kind of like, yeah, I kind of, you know, I went through that, you know, the, the weather reports and, and uh, the uh, yellow jackets and, mm. uh, you know, those those kind of those kind of groups. But I like the stuff from the 50s and 60s, the mainstream stuff, right. the Miles, the, you know, the Dexter Gordons, the Herbie Hank, all the Blue Note, uh, Brunswick records, Impulse records, uh-huh. you know. That was uh, the legendary stuff, you know, the right. old school stuff. As they got electric, you know, I had arguments about certain things when they used to say uh, pop jazz or they would say fusion, like say Jeff Lorber. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know uh, some of this stuff had beats to it. That's why I didn't, I could, you could dance to that. Yeah. So that's, what, that's why I didn't really, you might have, the chord changes might be sevens and minor ninths. You know, but but you still, yeah, the beat, to me, you know, I'm like, I'm a stickler for the rhythm. Right. Certain rhythms are just not jazz. They're, yeah. they're kind of pop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or R&B or blues-based. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, for, for those who, uh, for those who aren't, uh, either musicians or don't have that as a background. I'm going to tell you something. My my best friends are are jazz musicians, like gospel jazz okay. musicians. So, number 1, they they're, they're going to be loving this conversation <laughs> conversation oh, okay. level. Okay. Uh but but yeah. secondly, it it is a um there is a a break between 
people who enjoy like older jazz and people who enjoy the the newer kind. There's a right. it's a different right. feel that uh, and and it is subjective. Um, depending on where you came from, your other Mm -hmm. influences, and of course, music is always, um, influential. And and as long as being, also being, um, influenced by the times Mm -hmm. and and by things like that. So, um, let's do this. I'm going to take a break real quick. And then I'm, what I want to discuss is how, um, how your, how the outer influences, uh, influenced your direction when it came to music and when it came to spoken word and when it came to okay. uh, your plays. All right. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, stick with me, uh, people. We will be right back. If you got this is Bricks on JQLM Radio. It's Will Mark B. Uh, we'll be back with Oscar burn. Sanders. Take a stay. See you in a minute. We all know a girl can never have too many shoes. So for all of the latest and hottest styles, check out Shoes Galore, owned by Monica Brown. Connect with them via Facebook at Shoes Galore. That's S-H-O-E-Z Galore. The fashion your feet deserve. Have you subscribed yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles at ego entertainment everyone is a star there is something in it for everyone and i hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support this is your girl lady J, owner and operator of ego entertainment and creator of the ego magazine enjoy Attention all artists JQLM Radio would love to support and put your music into rotation If you would like your music added to our rotation All you have to do is send us your music in mp3 format To info.egoentnet net at gmail.com That's info.egoentnet at gmail.com And then simply share JQLM Radio with your followers, listeners, and fans So that they may tune in and support you too Remember, we support you as you support us. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. It's going down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM radio through the TuneIn radio app or the Stream of Simple radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. 
got the juice. Welcome to JQLM Radio. It's real, raw, and relevant. Check out our stellar talk show lineup for your listening pleasure. We have everything from morning entertainment to health and wellness to empowerment to real life issues, music, marriage, sex, comedy, and much more. This is the place to be for the hottest talk shows in radio. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app or the TuneIn radio app and then search for JQLM radio. Make sure you make it a favorite. Or you can listen straight from the JQLM radio Facebook page by just clicking on the use app button. You can also listen from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Oh, and did I mention... You can tune in 24-7 for the hottest in R&B, gospel, hip-hop, and more when your favorite show is not on. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. A division of Ego Entertainment. Enjoy! I don't know what you see in me Like why do you believe in me? You know you should be leaving me hands, everybody! If you got what it takes Cause I'm Curtis Blow And I want you to know That these are the boys Breaks in a bus Breaks on the car Breaks to make you a superstar Breaks to win And breaks to lose But these here breaks Rock your shoes And these are the boys Break it up, break it up, break it up all right, people, we are back. This is your boy, Mark B., on the breaks with JQLM Radio, talking to Oscar Sanders, man. Um, and when we when we left off, we were t- we 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 got into the weeds of jazz a little bit. That's all right. Y'all, y'all will be all right. You'll, you'll learn about that when you get older. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's grown folks stuff. But um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to transition to talk about, okay, so we have the, the musical background. Um, now your your music and your art because it all stems from the same place it's mm-hmm. uh it's transitioning into more of a uh political um um mindset or our our political leanings what what uh, where a lot of artists decide to kind of st- dance on the outsides on the, uh, of issues what made you like fully embrace or was that a conscious decision to fully embrace uh, um, political activism through your art? It seemed, it seemed for me, it seemed like an easy way to, for me to be creative and to express myself because I always had a knack uh, for writing and definitely creatively and, uh, and descriptively, you know? So at that point I said, well, you, you, you'll never, Mark, you'll never have me on this show ever for singing. Right. <laughs> so, you know so you're lying. That was out of the question, you know what I mean? So, right. So I'm like, and I, and I wasn't, I wasn't going backwards. I, for some reason, I didn't want to, I didn't want to play anymore. Right. You know, I didn't want to play guitar anymore because I had, I, I had some other issues um, related to addiction mm-hmm. and then I went away for a while, uh-huh. you know, uh, you know, through getting arrested and all kinds of, so when I came mm-hmm. out, the way I thought about music was totally different. I don't know why I was thinking, well, I can't play anymore because mm-hmm. I don't want to be around that, that, you know, that element. Right. Now that's ignorance because I know every musician don't use. Right, right, right. You know, but that, but that was what it was. So I was looking to grasp what was the next place I was going to go if I wasn't going to play music. Where was I going? Mm-hmm. And then so films it went into film, and then after that it kind of got to the point where I was like, films are a collective. Mm-hmm. and you know you need a lot of people. There's a lot of documentation, a lot of re- it just. How can I do what I gotta do when I want to do it? Right. And and, and be and, and be more in charge of the 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 the, the concepts, the 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 actual performance. Mm-hmm. You know, the ideas, the packaging of it, the marketing was it was through something I could do that would be my name instead of it being you know the film title. Right. So, um, poetry was something that I always loved. You mm-hmm. know. And I could express myself. And then I kept searching for who I wanted to be. 
And then I was, I was a kid. I was, you know, I was my my, my brother and my sister were much older than me. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time watching a lot of TV on my own and and, and watching all these different comedians and different. And, and so I used to imitate them. Right. And then I would imitate presidents, and so you know. And then I started saying, "What happens if I put these together?" Hmm. You know. And right. then so that got me to where I was because I, you know, I'm a I'm a big hip hop head right. outside of jazz. Right. I'm a big hip hop head. You know, all the uh, all the old school. You know, the Public Enemies. Mm-hmm. The, you know, uh, leaders of the new school. You know, all that. Nah, yeah. Cypress Hill, all that. And Snoop used to always say all the time, and among you've heard this among most people, instead of copying, he said, always find your own voice. Right. Because right. people ain't going to buy a copy because they'll just go get the original. Yeah. You know? Definitely. But there are people, now there are people, I guess that's what you call tribute bands and other, you know, there are people that can be very successful in Vegas, Atlantic yeah. City. Cover bands casino, and things. The yeah. casino circuit playing other people's stuff. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Pay their bills, but that's not me. You know, I I, I always wanted what was my, I wanted to, I wanted to be original. Yeah. And then I'm looking. I was I'm always critical of society, and I'm always looking at the underpinnings of politics. I was always fascinated with politics. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, and how to persuade people to do things and mislead people. And it's 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 an art form. Yeah. You so, know, and it can be used for the good, or it can be used, you know, for the bad. You definitely. know, so. That's that's where I wanted to stick at because there were so many good people that you talk about Afrocentrism, mm-hmm. the Black experience, yeah. slavery, you know, our hair, you mm-hmm. know, our skin, you know, weight, uh, 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 LGBT. Uh-huh. But you know, so I didn't want to keep cramming, you know, or finding, you know. I said, let me go here. Right. You know, this is natural for me. You know, I can express it, and it's very emotional, and people get it. And as soon as I, I do it, people know it's passionate, and then I, I, you know, so I found my place. Right. You know, I, so that's kind of how I got here. I think, um, I think one of the things that's unique about, um, about New York is that, um, the the black experience has similarities everywhere in the mm-hmm. United States, but mm-hmm. in New York. It, it seems as, and this is an outsider's, you know, point of view because I never like lived in New York or anything like that. But from from an outsider's point of view, it seemed like there was so so many so much information that was given to New Yorkers about the different ways of being black. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, like like being pro black and being affluent and black and and. Um, the different boroughs and, and how how those work together. Like in, in in Gary, Indiana, it's like the blacks and the browns are together. We grow up together. Uh, for those who don't know what the browns are, those are our Latino brothers and sisters. Like we we grew up together, so we really didn't see a difference between. Only thing that was different is during the summertime they got red and we didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the, that was the only difference. But but we grew up together, we ate together, we went to school together, you know, we we even when we were oppressed, we were oppressed together. So mm-hmm. it it there wasn't there wasn't too much of a difference. So it wasn't until I became a a, a grown man and, and left Gary to where I started seeing that in different areas there's actual mm-hmm. differences. Um and That's interesting you said that, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 but in New York it seems as if um it seems like there's there's different ways of and and it seems like people in New York are a little bit more conscious when it comes to um when it comes to uh how how do I say it uh, I guess lo- political awareness it, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah, because you know, this is like another this is like a media hub. Right. Yes. You know, so true. yeah, so everybody comes in here for, and, and you know, I don't the countless fundraising. Uh-huh. You know, I don't care, I don't care what state you're from. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, how I met Kent Conrad. I remember mm-hmm. when he was senator. I think he's from Indiana as well. Okay. Oh, uh, he was. I he's not. He's retired now. He's not senator. But uh, right. this was like uh, in the nineties when I was. But it was like you know, everybody comes here. They're, they're taping you know, all these different political shows or they're raising money. Right. So, you know, so there's always a, a, a lot of politics and a lot of people like to try a, a lot of uh, techniques 
um, uh, they started may have started here in terms of, uh, and I think those things are um, indicative of a lot of places, just like uh, you know, Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Detroit, Detroit. You uh-huh. know, a lot of these places. Now, what I love so much about what's going on now is because we're taking we're taking things from all those different protests. Yeah. And we're finding, you know, we're starting to strategize. Which you, you, if you don't do that, it's just anger. Right. Right. Well, you know, let, let's talk. Let's talk about the protests, man. What? Okay. What is okay? So we've had protests before. You know, after yeah. the Rodney King verdict, we had protests. You know, mm-hmm. we we we've had protests before uh, um, concerning different things. What do you mm-hmm. feel is different about this one? You know what the singular thing is? We're not protesting in shifts. Right. Yeah. See, the, see, people watch us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think no matter what what you do, so people would like start like in in New York they write one of the bases besides Atlantic uh, Avenue near the Barclays Center where the New Jersey Nets uh, play right. is Union Square in in, in New York. Uh-huh. Those were like places we would go. So why I'm mentioning that is because okay, so we meet to protest at six, mm-hmm. and then and then we break up at nine, mm. and then we go home. Right, you know, and then we do that, you know, and then people watch that stuff. Yeah, they watch exactly because that's uh, the, the, the people that, that I call. I usually call them dark forces or the dark state. Yeah. those people that are always plotting against us. I always, I always tell friends of mine. Anytime people have a lot of meetings, mm-hmm. they're usually against your 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 interests. Right, right. You know, they never, they never. Yeah, you don't need that many meetings to do the right thing. No, no. You know, you know, like, but when you're strategizing bigotry and racism to undercut, you know, people's quality of life, you, know, you might have to have 20, 30, 40 meetings a month. Yeah, it's intricate. You know? It's intricate. Yeah, when when you're doing that. I, I I'll say this. I I look at my um my my parents' generation and okay. and they're protesting. They were coming um right on the heels of the civil rights movement. Uh, Black Panther Party was prominent um, during that period in time. Um, protest was different. It was it was ran by young people, which is it usually always is ran by the young people. Mm-hmm. I think that the, they have the energy. Yeah, yeah I, I think the I think the issue that comes into play is that the young people have the energy, they have the anger because they they haven't lived long enough in in this world in order to be complacent right and to and to, right. and to be okay be down. yeah be down. exactly but the older people have the wisdom mm-hmm. and while the younger people have the momentum and the energy i think that a lot of a lot of times the reasons why uh protests seem to die out is because young people will have the energy and don't want to even our generation mm-hmm. don't want to listen to the older people who have the wisdom that could oh, okay. that could okay. take that energy and direct it in in a way that would bring forth change. And I'll say, look, uh, our generation kind of kind of failed when it came to um, follow through. We didn't we didn't keep things up the way that that we should have. And when we were given the ball to to run with, we kind of we kind of decided that uh, that we were going to use. We, we were going to protest politely. We were going to... What, what, what time are you referring to now? I'm going to say uh, 80s through... Oh, okay. 80s okay. through um, mid-90s. I'll say okay. 80s through mid-90s. Um, okay. we, we got into offices. We, you know, we moved into offices and, and, and moved into political, um, political offices, but mm-hmm. we really didn't bring about impact. Right. When we got there, like we, right. we, we put, we got Clarence Thomas uh, as a, as a, uh, as a judge, but mm-hmm. we didn't require Clarence Thomas to actually care about his community. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So we were just, we were just happy to. That's why he was chosen. Right. Right. We, we were was, just happy to have a. That's why he was chosen because he would do the white folks bidding. Yes. Yes, because because all skin, all, some people are skin folk. They're not kin folk. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, right, right. So, like 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 Carson. You know, yeah. he just it's, you know, I mean, he just he just appointed somebody else. It was like he's a he's an attorney. 
Yeah. Um, but he's in charge of the, the viruses. Yeah. I, what? <laughs> I was like, you mean all that medical, all that medical knowledge right there in that building. Yeah. That's what you wanted? Brother Ben, ben Carson, it was a brilliant uh, surgeon, brilliant surgeon. And for him to um, acquiesce to being over housing. Yeah, why uh, wasn't he Surgeon General? Why he wasn't in charge of Health and Human Services? Too much power. Too much uh, power. You don't. You don't want. Listen. Uh, but they got people like you just said. Yeah. Somebody's in that in that position now. They're not using their power. They'll, they'll put <laughs> five other nothing. people. They'll put five other people in that position before they put Ben Carson in that position, which right. where right, he right. could be Nobody more effective. Nobody's in the right position. Nobody. Well, Nobody. When, that's that's management. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you when you when you're a poor manager of people, then you don't uh, you don't uh, put them in spaces where their strengths can be magnified. I um, think Mark. I think I think he I think he feels inferior to like people that are real smart. Oh yeah, definitely. That, that, yeah. that's 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 so uh his his emotions are so surface level uh yeah. it, and, and yeah. he's so thin skinned that yeah anybody oh, yeah. that's smarter than him in the room he he'll just ha- he'll just make them leave the room because he has yeah. to they have to pretend that he's the smartest person in the room um something? It, it, it is but you know that's that's what they that's what they wanted over over hillary clinton they wanted that yeah. over hillary uh, so Okay, so let's let's go to um, let's go to what is happening now as far as um, defunding the police. Um, what what's defunding your view on police? defunding the police? Yeah. Oh, okay. So now, for people, just so people will understand, defunding the police is a mindset of taking the money that, like, because the police budget it it increases every year. So instead mm-hmm. of taking the money. Um, that they give police to give them better weaponry and and better ways to kill black folks. Instead, we'll take some of that money and and we'll put them into other resources like mental health um, uh, uh, evaluators that can be on the scene uh, instead of police when there's somebody who's having a mental break, uh, like in in Chicago and and uh, people who. More more funds towards uh, towards the arts or towards uh, diversionary programs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some people believe that we need to just completely do away with the police and right. and come up with a new system of law enforcement. So, wh- what's your take? Um, I think it's a little bit of everything. Sometimes these these um, antiquated systems are almost like like got bed bugs. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, you can't, you almost got to burn it, set it on fire as they used to do everything. I'm a, I love universal horror films, you know, yeah, so you remember yeah. at the end, that's basically how you had, to, you had to set things on fire. Right, 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 You know, right. you almost had to start from scratch. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was rotten to the core. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't think, uh, um, I don't, I don't like the idea of the Pentagon, you know, just giving, you know, uh, tanks. And, and, and rocket launches and all kinds of stuff like that mm. to the police department. Right. I don't think right. they should be. I don't think they should be arming. And I think they arm them for free, oh, which yeah. is you know they because it's old stuff. You know, instead of them keeping it, you know, actually we're going to use we're going to use our budget. So mm. we're going to go and buy you know some outlandishly expensive you know weaponry and hardware and submarines and all this other stuff. So we'll give this stuff to municipalities yeah. in the United States. But it, the the optics, like you you had said something about the house on how optics look. Yeah. That stuff increases people's angst. Yes. As soon as they see helmets, rifles, tanks, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just you know it's just and batons. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it takes it. We don't. We're not. I think that over time they have to make an initiative to get people from the so, with social service backgrounds. Yeah. They don't need sensitivity training. No, no, you need addiction counselors, you yep. need mental health counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists yeah. to be police officers. Yeah. You know, because a lot of this, it, man, I deal with these people. I was a, for about 12 years, what, about 13, 14 years, I was, I was a dis- addiction counselor, uh-huh. licensed by the New York State. 
Okay. Methadone mostly. Man, I had all kind of cats that had auditory uh, uh, dysfunction, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I see them acting up on the train, and people are moving, and they move towards me. I don't move. As a matter of fact, I start talking to them. Yeah. And it throws them off. It's like stop, um, stop treating them. You know, like you know, like a monster. Yeah. You know, or because you don't understand them, I'm gonna put my, I'm always gonna put my hand on my gun all the time. But you. Don't do this. I, you know, I've seen, I don't know, countless videos on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, of police that, to me, seem like Andy Griffith. Yeah. I mean, white people mm-hmm. in cars, grabbing at them, and they're pity-patting. The woman cop is pity-patting the white guy. Yeah. I said, oh, my God. I said, this was a, this was a black or brown? Yeah. He had 70 holes. Right. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't get this mark. They couldn't get this guy out of the car. Yeah. You know, and he wrestled with them and then jumped in their car and drove off with the with their cop car. This is these are police. I think I, 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 think I saw that video. Yeah. Yeah. And every black person is sitting there looking at the video saying the exact same thing. Man, if he was black, that that like that's every and What kind of training, mom? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Come on. You don't know how to arrest somebody, right? And you're, if military, you're military. You don't know how to. You don't know how to seal a perimeter. I I, I think that um, there was a. I put up a post that says it best. Um, nobody. Is, it, it's not as if uh, people are just running around wanting to be lawless. Uh, nobody wrote a song saying "F the fire department." So obviously. Right. If the police were doing their job, then people wouldn't be upset. And maybe right. they need more right. than six months of training. Maybe, maybe right. you start right. there. You know, maybe. You're right, because you're probably right, Mark, because they're probably a whole, we ain't, we're not, we're not, there's probably a whole lot of racists yeah. in the fire department. Oh, yeah. But they do their and job. They though. don't use, right, they're professionals. They, yeah. they, they got to put a black person's fire out. Yeah, whether, whether, whether know, they like them or not. Like, well, I'm going I'm to drive slow. Right. You know, to this one. See that all that calculated stuff that the police department does? Yeah, no, no, nobody else does that. No, everybody <laughs> else has that. everybody. Everybody else has standards that they have to go by, yes. whether they like yes. the person that they're uh, that they're uh, uh, helping or not because of their job. Um, so okay, so let's let's end it with it. Do you have Do you have anything like? You can you can give the people a little bit, little you know, little oh, yeah. little, little taste, a little something. Okay, so everybody, this is Oscar Sanders. Um, and after this, we'll, I'm gonna have you leave your information with him. I'll also uh, make sure that okay. I that I uh, post it in in the the on the group page and on my personal page, and make sure that you give them all your uh, your media information. Also, all right. Okay. So, awesome, man. Oscar awesome. Sanders, take it away, bro. This is the manifest. Unfairness on any level, partisan or bipartisan, is not a good feeling. Like irritable bowel syndrome, it churns and repeats and bellows and constantly reminds you that your belief system has been shattered. Who do I blame for misinformation? Who do I blame for leading me astray? Who do I blame for programming me to be just like them, think like them, act like them? What happened to free thinkers? You can't treat us any way you want to. You can't dispose of us and lie to us and say that you were forced to. When will you stop hiding like Marines in camouflage and expose the white robes that you wear under your suits and jeans and overalls like long johns in the winter? Our eyes are open and always been open. Now we consolidate to repel and resist and fight against prejudice and racist philosophies. We are people too and should be treated as such. I think at the very least we deserve that much. What happened to the Civil Rights Act of 1964? It's the law. The law. Respect that. You can't buy back. Injustice that has been earned and fought for and established for all people of all colors and denominations and races. I'm still standing. You're going to stop ignoring me. Your negative energy is boring me. I think the Klansmen are tired of wearing white robes and switched to wearing police uniforms and the devil in pinstripe suits. What better way to hide your horns rather than to be truthful thyself? A lie continues to be perpetrated because to believe otherwise shatters a belief system that says that your parents lied to you and told you that you were better than. When in reality, after standing face-to-face, working at the same job, having the same paycheck, making the same money, going to the same schools, eating in the same restaurants, flying in the same planes, riding in the same trains, riding in the same buses, living in the same neighborhood with you, you suddenly realize you're not better than anyone, huh? Bless the manifest. Oh, let me...
get my snaps going. I need a, I need a whole round of snaps for that one right there. <laughs> okay. Brother. Now we're gonna do we're gonna do Sergeant Captain Barbosa. Okay. From from Pirates of the Caribbean. This is called Ye Also Spoken Word. Cool. I dare ye sully thy reputation with unholy presumption. Cast ye main starboard like ruin among the bounty. Why must I look at you for inspiration? Why must I look at you ain't misbehaving? I have been sweeping the dust boards beneath your cupboard for a score and a day, plotting for the moment to eradicate slavery away. Contemporary slavery is very much among us, like botulism or a rejected fungus. Not in the hinterlands where some want it to be, or at least seem to be. Within the far depths of your cranial bastion, within the delights of your Octavius fashions. Ah, let's gaze upon young bishop. He's a dependable lad. You have hindered his pursuit to be a university grad with your incessant dependence on low wages, void of future sages. Have you seen the price of mortgage rates lately? Winnie thy whip and chinny thy chain, I've labored tirelessly for the East India Trading Company for three bloody months and a day, learning the loin of my ilk, the texture of my silk. Shakespeare has nothing on me, he might write about it. Ah, but does he have the might? <laughs> I doubt it. I have lived a life worth a tran of goat. More than 10,000 pages I have wrote. Keep underestimating the desire of a Negro. He will sow your country into a greater country. And if you smoke weed, you'll probably get the munchies. But forget about that. Fifteen men on a ratchet winch chess. Yo, ho, ho, how we get in this mess. I am remiss of pirate mighty. Oh, got me own baby. And I bloody love her. Ahoy, ahoy. I am Lord Sanders. Oscar Sanders. Who the hell are you? Awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome, Thank you, man. Bro. Oscar Sanders, appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you, man. No problem. No problem. And uh, we are going to break right now. When we come back, we'll be doing the last segment. Um, and we'll be we'll be talking about a couple things that's going on real quick. It's breaks. Jake, you're on the radio. Blow, Mark B. I want you to know that these are the boys. Hey, it's your girl, Lady J, host of the I'm Possible Radio Show. That's right. I'm back, y'all. Tune in every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on JQLM Radio. Download the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss a show, download or subscribe on any of the podcast platforms. Spreaker, iHeart, Spotify, Deezer, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. I'm possible. You're possible. We're all possible. Love y'all. Deuces. Calling all models, aspiring models, businesses, and families in need of photography services. Golden Image Photography is the place to go for professional, stellar, and affordable photography. Contact Jay Golden at 317-809-4502 for more information. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook at Golden Image Photography.
routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. So then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, that's where you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply, the fight is not the man. Cause you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, gonna contest me. I'm just a fight MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect, of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the vibe, was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock? What? Those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I'll receive the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the Resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My optic presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, Alrighty. This is your boy, Mark B. JQLM Radio's The Breaks. Um, and we just had an awesome, awesome interview with the talented brother, Oscar Sanders. Um, listen, man, I, I tell you what, right now we need soldiers everywhere. We need people everywhere uh, dealing with the issue of white supremacy um, on all levels. So we've had it in songs. We've had it in poems. We've had it in plays. We've had it in movies. We need to keep having it in there because the story of America, American history, can't be told without black history. Can't be. It's intertwined. They try and separate it, and that's the reason why they can have uh, Confederate monuments all over the place and why people are losing their mind because um, they're taking down these old stalwarts of uh, racism. Keep in mind that most of those Confederate statues and stuff like that wasn't put up until the 60s, till they were trying to deter people from fighting for civil rights. They wanted to put them up just to let you know, all right, Negroes, you know, just know you'll never get too far because we still run this country. And speaking of old stuff becoming new, y'all, uh, I don't know if you've paid attention, but there seems to be a rash of black people being hung from trees in different areas of the country. Um, one in um, Palmdale, uh, I believe that's in California, in Victorville. Um, the person in Palmdale, his name was Robert Fuller. Um, I do not have the details of the person in Victorville. There's So far, I, I believe there's been five, five individuals who have been hung from trees, found hung from trees. I'm going to say this, y'all. We need to pay attention to the fact that racism is not going to die quickly. White supremacy is not going to fade out fast. These things are going to fight tooth, tooth and nail. They're, they're evil, and evil doesn't die quickly. Evil doesn't die easily. Um, you can't prevent somebody from being racist, but you can you can prevent white supremacy. We we can prevent that idea 
of being feeling that you should have preferential treatment because of your skin color uh, over another group, we can prevent that from coming to fruition. We can prevent somebody from feeling like um, they don't have to be held accountable for their actions if they commit an act against somebody, uh, a minority. We can prevent that. We can do something about that. Um, and previous generations have been uh, willing to take the subjectively slower route. And every time, I won't say slower route. Let me, let me, let me restate that. Because that may be disrespectful to older generations. I'll say that progress has not been easy. And every step of the way, you had two different things. You had some black folks that were too scared or too hateful of their own community in order to want to push for progression. Um, so the, the, the Kunin black person that is espousing white supremacist views ain't new. I'm not going to speak. Um, I decided not to speak a certain person's name because she wants that energy. All she wants is energy. And I told y'all before, there's some people who they don't care if it's negative energy or positive energy. They just want some kind of energy. So she's just happy that somebody say her name. Um, so I won't, but she ain't new. The diamonds and the silks, the the tap dance and minstrel shows, ain't new. The Paris Denards making excuses for um, white supremacy and and racist that ain't new. That ain't nothing new. That's that's nothing we haven't seen before. You know what else isn't new? Black people fighting about fight, fighting amongst each other about the way to handle racism. That ain't new either. And we need to stop it. We need to stop it because it, it it halts progress. It doesn't benefit anybody. If we, as black people, can come together and decide that, okay, I may not have the way forward that you want to take. And you may not have the way forward that I want to take. But at least we both trying to move forward. If we can decide that that is what we're going to do if we can decide to agree on that and agree to disagree in certain areas then we can understand that white supremacy is so multifaceted so the roots are so deep in this country that it's going to take more than one way you have the army navy air force and the marines right all of them are responsible for different ways of combat yet we feel like we're only supposed to fight one way listen I'm not going to go against any other black person that's fighting for the same thing that I'm fighting for because they're using their feet and I'm using my hands. That doesn't make sense. It's dumb. And we need to stop it. We got people swinging from trees again. We got we got white supremacists and, and alt-right people who are, they're fighting. They, they've decided to try and make this a race war. The problem is, the reason why it can't be a race war is because we have young progressive white people and LGBTQ white people on our side. Shout out to the LGBTQ community who just won a, a great landmark decision by the uh, by the, the Supreme Court that is stating that you cannot, that they, even though the people who created the law of you not being able to um, discriminate against somebody based off of their sex um, didn't have the LGBTQ community in mind it's there now so they got this I'm going to say this though as I close like the preachers say LGBTQ community don't take your win and go home we still need you out here you know what I'm saying you have our back we'll have yours Equality for all. You know what I'm saying? Equality for all. That's what we're pushing for. It's been an awesome show, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Continue to watch or listen to JQLM Radio. We got a lot of stuff for y'all. Peace and hair grease. Stay black. Stay white.
Stay Asian. Love y'all. I can't relax, see a hype as a hypochondriac Cause the rap be one hell of an antidote Something you can't smoke more than dope You're trying to move away but you can't You broke more than cracked up You should have backed up